Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you know what I feel like doing? Starting a fight backstage and throwing a chair? Of course, I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that have been rebranded yet again, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? It's his Matt Jackson to my Nick Jackson. We are the Bucks of Young and on the mic. You know, I can never tell which one's which. I just kind of address them as a group, you know? Uh, do, you, do you know which one Which one is which Uso? No, not even. No? Not even when one cuts his short hair? I mean, At that point, it's all a blur. But before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody we know. Thanks, guys. And you know. Not not just us. You You know them as well. I do. Potentially. I don't know. Uh, you, you mingle. You mingle. Should I give them my social security number? Yeah, that's like the typical friend exchange oh, information okay. thing. But today we are here to talk about some news surrounding the Young Bucks, some news surrounding NXT 2.1576 decimal point. 2077 cards, kids. Break your backs today. Woo! You will break your back. And then we have a new champion crowned in NXT. So we'll get to all of that. So right now, I guess, continuing our talk about AEW and everything that's been happening there, more particularly like the Young Bucks, let's talk about how during a hiatus that they took, they were in talks or AK, they sent out feelers to WWE. Would you uh, would you like to explain what flyers flyer uh, what that is for those who don't know what that is? So, for lack of a better terms, to keep this more or less in the vein of relating it to the podcast, whenever Kalo slides into someone's DMs, he sends out a feeler like, <laughs> "Hey, Shouty, what's up?" Like that, that's pretty much what they did. Isn't, isn't that why you got banned from Tinder? Potentially, maybe that's the root of the all the whole thing. But yeah, the Young Bucks sent out these feelers to WWE just to kind of say like, hey, like we're potentially fed up here. Um, we might leave soon and we they, are potentially interested about joining your company. They definitely sent it to Cody. See, that's the thing. There was a lot of rumors going on. Of course, we've talked about this at length in the AEW pod that there was not, I don't want to call it a power struggle. Well, yeah, it's a power struggle essentially where people really butt heads backstage. That being the EVPs and Cody Rhodes was one of the EVPs at the time. Yeah. And we talked about it. Like there are four people that were in charge that were also wrestlers. And then you have the owner, Tony Khan. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to, definitively say yes this was happening backstage but you could be led to believe now cody rhodes is in wwe no secret there he's, he's what? injured he's on the why didn't know that it's crazy groundbreaking stuff now of course like i said a thousand times his presentation is going to be the key moving forward to anybody who's jumping ship from AEW to wwe potentially mm-hmm. now the Bucks to WWE were always a rumor way back when they were in New Japan before AEW. 
And it was very much a thing where it's like, would there really be room for that style of act being the Young Bucks, their big personalities with, in the WWE locker room? With Mr. McMahon being the head of creative and all that. And the main reason why they never went there because there's like, we're seeing what you're putting on the product. We don't want that. You don't know how to treat indie guys. And now with Triple H, who is the daddy of indies, is now, it's, I think it's game changing. Pun intended, question mark. Triple H being the game. I don't know. He's the dirtiest. Um, yeah, I'll leave the dad jokes to you. Of course, but you, you definitely just did one right there. Now, I don't know what you're talking about. The Bucks to WWE is like a weird concept. Of course, it was weird when Cody came over, but the Young Bucks to me are like New Japan, AEW, like the Indies. Yeah. They were wrestle in TNA? They they were in Generation Me. They were before they blew up. They were were in uh, TNA. And it's kind of no secret. They were very Mm anti-WWE in their rise to fame in the indie circuit. Do you think the Bucks in WWE would be a good move? Now, yes. Where Triple H in charge now. Um, you know, you can say, oh, they, there's some bad blood because, you know, they took shots at it. But look at Cody. He took, he literally got a sledgehammer through the throne and now he's being treated as the next big baby face. And Triple H is a businessman. He's like, you know, if I could take the people that created this promotion and bring it to my company go for it fuck them so and i think they could be treated as well as basically how luke gallows and Karl aronson should have been treated that's where i think it could be successful i also believe in the same breath as soon as something doesn't go their way or you know let's face it triple h's regime isn't going to be all hits you know there's going to be misses there's going to be times where the product takes a little dip and then comes back up and i think that's just normal that's not me hating I mean, yeah no look at AEW. There were, yeah there were times especially during the times where cody was you know was fighting with his friends with the um shack o'neill and all that there were times when people were like why is this on tv why is this happening it's wrestling people also wrestling people of wrestling fans are the most toxic fans Yes, they're, they're going to be looking for something to complain about. That and it's always been like AW fans versus WWE. There's a, yeah. you you cannot be a fan of both. Like that's yeah. what everyone says. But mm-hmm. and and, you, uh, and many people have said it. We said it. That be happy. We have two thriving wrestling promotions now, and now basically we have wrestling every day. Basically Mondays Raw, Tuesdays NXT, Wednesdays Dynamite, Thursdays TNA, Friday SmackDown and Rampage. Yep. And it's each company has their own flavor that could scratch the itch of any fan. I feel there is a lot of like the hardcore indie stuff is on AEW. Mm-hmm. Impact is its own specific brand with certain amount of stars. And I personally feel like their women's division is very well stacked over there. You could talk about WWE and everything they're doing. So it's kind of, you know, a, a mixed grab bag. But speaking about WWE now, Recently, there was a sh- a pretty much a Shit. big change to what we knew of the black and gold NXT, and that was the rebrand to NXT 2.0. And there was there, always there was rumors that now Triple H is in charge, he's going to bring it back, and it's been like one two since 
SummerSlam, so like almost two months now. And now they're finally doing the rebrand after the unifications of both the UK and NXT. So, yeah, the NXT 2.0 was pretty much branded as far as like it was all colorful. I feel as if NXT 2.0 was more focused on character development and character uh, driven storylines like the big personalities like Tony D'Angelo, Braun Breaker, Joe Gacy, like just to name a few, you know, Diamond Mine. Yeah, Grayson Waller. Like, it's very personality driven. While Black and Gold NXT, it did have flavors of character, but at the end of the day, the wrestling spoke for the product. Mm-hmm. And that being like takeovers and all that fun stuff. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl now we've gotten the rebrand or potential rebrand like you alleged at where there was a graphic at the end of the most recent taping of nxt and it changed from the tie-dye logo to a white and gold and they took away the 2.0 and they took away 2.0 so the the number of it yeah they they gotta remove the decimal point all that fun stuff now, it is also being reported that takeovers are coming back with Halloween Havoc being potentially one of the first, I mean, you know, takeover-esque shows. Weren't there takeovers in 2.0? They had takeovers to deliver. There, were, there weren't as much as takeovers as there were Black and Gold. Because we had, like, uh, we had, like, Great American Bash still. We still had uh, Heat Wave. Like, we had special takeovers on television, not as much as they were on just pay-per-views i think it's more or less like the argument of like you can go to the store and you can get imitation crab meat and then you can go to like a fisherman's like an actual place and get actual crab or actual lobster so it's more or less like you kind of got it and then you got the real thing moving forward now this rebrand of sorts i think much like you know a well-developed pizza pie 
you take the best from one ingredient and combine it with the other. That that's how everything meshes. Are you are, are you are you are you quoting a Hannah Montana song? You got the best of both words. For a lack of a better term, yes. I feel as if this rebrand under Triple H or sort of a a shape-shifting type deal here. I think it'll take the best wrestling from Black and Gold to the very forward character development and marry the two, creating honestly what I could call the best era of NXT. You think so? You think this is going to be the best era of NXT? Because I still think that the game show NXT was the best era NXT. You would. You have zero taste, my friend. Well, the the, the game show game was Wade Barrett and Nexus. Right. Fair, fair point, fair point. But it's also worth noting, I think, and again, spoilers for future NXT recordings because they taped a few episodes. Um, Ilya Dragunov is now back. Mm-hmm. And he was put in an angle with Braun Breaker. And I think at the time it was Jordan Devlin or uh, whatever his name is now that he was rebranded to. Um, so he's being inserted back into the title picture. I bring that up only for the fact that, you know, Braun Breaker holds the NXT UK championship and NXT championship. Could this potentially be the what they should be doing on the main roster where they split the titles again because they unified them for whatever reason and blah, blah, blah. Well, if you heard the um, backstage is that Triple H doesn't want um, to give the, give up the, he doesn't want Roman to lose until mania against the rock. They want Cody comes back. No, because against the rock, (laughs) if they want Roman to be the top baby face, even though Roman doesn't want to be the baby face after mania. And now they're like, we all we don't want we don't want to take the title off Roman because then that makes them lose all momentum. So now they're in a rock in a hard place. Like literally, you have, two, you have I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> You're really coming out with them today, man. <laughs> it's just flowing naturally. I don't know what you want from me, but now you're you're in a rock in a hard place because you have two titles on one guy. Your TV deals want one major title on the show. But you don't want to. You don't want your champion to lose, to lose momentum. What do you do? You either you could do it as what they did is like you make the universal and the WWE into one whole title, and bring back the big gold title, or you could do what Seth did and have Austin Theory cash in, but doesn't pin Roman, make it a triple threat, and then pin the winner. Well, I know a remedy for that. And, you know, it might be unorthodox. It might be something. You have 41, and I know you're a big fan of Cody. Cody's, I'm just telling you, just. Adrenaline. Put it put it in the books. This is like what you How? called with Sonic. I'm telling you, Cody How? Rhodes will Roman, dethrone Roman. Yo, Roman is a part, at Mania? Are you saying at Mania he's going to dethrone? It depends when Cody comes back. But you best believe if he's ready to go by the Rumble, he's winning the damn thing. You and he's think, going to dethrone Roman? You think Roman's gonna Roman's a part timer now? You think he's gonna win? He's gonna wrestle both nights back to back? No. All I'm saying is the story goes, the reports going out that Roman will not lose the title this year, being 2022. No. 2023 is a different story. 
But Roman is not going to be doing double duties. He's a part-timer. We'll revisit this. We'll revisit this because I have a fix to your so-called we need a championship on every show. And that is by including a member of the bloodline in NXT. And that is Solo Sokoa. So close. So close. Asses, it all kind of meshes together. Now, Solo Sokoa is your new NXT North American champion. It very much brings forward the point because he debuted at Clash of the Castle. Everyone was like, oh, is this his call up to the main roster? But then he appears on NXT and then he wins the North American Championship. Well, he only appears because Wesley got injured. Exactly. Allegedly. Kayfabe, I don't know. Maybe. Well, what's Kayfabe anymore? Yeah, we blur the lines here. But now that he's North American Champion, it's very much... It's a very good story to tell that the bloodline has a stranglehold on every single brand in WWE. Yeah, let's bring back Okishi. Is he going to win like the Hall of Fame championship or something? No, he's going to win the 24 7 championship. Come on. I honestly would not doubt that would be a thing by the end of this year. What, Okishi winning the 24 7 championship? I don't doubt it. They're going to do that Raw Legends night or whatever, and then they're going to be like, all right, everyone comes back, and then Rikishi will win something at some point he will win a championship put that back in our heart hot takes episode or next 10 years but what are your thoughts on Solo Sokoa winning the North American championship do you think this spells not only for him but Carmelo Hayes going after the NXT championship which I would love to have but yeah what are your thoughts on Solo so like I really don't watch NXT 2.0 so like I, I acknowledged him that much. I wasn't really a big fan. I'm like, oh, okay, Solo Sakura. Why couldn't you just call him Solo Uso or whatever? He is Han Solo. Han Solo. Uso. Um, cool. Like, you know, everyone thought once he got called up to the main roster that he was going to win the IC and United States, uh, United States, just like how Uso's have the tag titles, Roman has the two main titles, and all that. And I was like, okay, now he's winning the North American title. And all that, but now what happens if he loses on the main roster? Does that diminish the title itself? Because then, because you look back at um, at Karrion Cross, he was the NXT champion first night on the main roster. He lost to Jeff Hardy. I was like, oh, they're burying him. Oh, yeah, he, he's diminishing the NXT title. I mean, are people going to say the same thing? Like I said, people, wrestling fans are toxic. They will complain about every little nook and cranny in the universe. But good for him, you know, he's good. Um shocker that he you know, Castle the Castle, of course, winning it. And I said, let's see what goes on. Does he win the IC title from Walter? US title from what's the US title right now? Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. See for oh forgettable, couldn't remember who had it. So this is my problem and it's a good problem to have. Uh Triple H is very much building up the IC title and the US title to levels it hasn't been at in years whether you say you know wade barrett elevated the title when he had it cody rhodes when he had it the miz the multiple times he's held it this era of the u.s title and the ic title are very much above and beyond what we normally get and this is a good thing that's why i think solo sokoa won the nxt north american championship because he couldn't just go to the main roster and beat gunther or beat bobby lashley senseless and then just take their title just because of the bloodline oh yeah. i feel like if you're gonna have roman on the main titles usos on 
the tag titles. You need those two championships to breathe and have non-Uso or Roman-related people on those titles. Yeah. Because roster diversity, pretty much. Equality. Hell, I wouldn't go as that far. I'm just saying, like, you're going to give the bloodline, like, the top spot, tag spot. You need those two mid-card titles to actually have other people have them. Mm -hmm. And with Imperium coming back, Bobby Lashley being presented the way he is, it's just great. It's a good time to be a mid-card title contender because you're in one of the best storylines. I agree with that. You make a good point. Also, you have... um... You know how Triple H said NXT is not a dirt brand, it's developmental. So you can't have Solo come in and win it, like you said. Because, come on, at the end of the day, this guy's been on the main roster for a year now. He has more um, experience, basically, fighting with the bigger sharks, as Austin Theory likes to say. So I'm okay with you know Solo Scar winning the North American title. Do we see the North American title being defended on SmackDown? Maybe. You know, bring more eyes on NXT if you have Solo jumping from NXT. To SmackDown now, that'd be cool. And they've done it before. They have they hundred percent done it before. With Roman being, and I can't straighten this enough, a part timer now because he's like, yeah, it's my time to be a part timer. Like, like first of all, I don't think Roman earned a shot to be a part timer. First of all, hot take, hot take alert. Um, and second, if you're not gonna have Roman, I feel like you should have what's Raw doing basically is having a title defense every basically every single week. Like we had the U.S. title back to back. I think this month alone, at the end of August, going into September, we had three U.S. title matches on the main show. We had two Raw Women's Tag Titles on the show. We had the Raw Women's Champions defending it. I feel like you should do what NXT does. Because I remember back in the Black and Gold NXT, if they didn't have a takeover in the next like six months, they will have a title match on the TV to spice things up. And I feel like WWE should do that on SmackDown at least with the IC title. Because so far, the IC title has only been defended once on TV. Give me Sheamus and Walter uh, on SmackDown for the title. Come on. after Maybe the main event because it's worth it. I, I got five stars by um, Dave Menzel. The five-star rating. Everyone looks for that. Yeah, I do. Of course. But you know what I look for? For more episodes of Getting Coffee Podcast, which is out every Friday, Sunday, and Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard. Of course, on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Network. I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only. Oh, aim on the mic. And we'll see you guys next time. Guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.